0: Are you ready to go the distance? Go the distance. the distance. the distance. When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan.
1: So what's the plan? Plan? Right now, plan.
0: An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number
1: 4U.com. Hi, Steve Sadal here. Something a little different this week with Mark on Money. Mark was away this week, and we picked out some highlights of the past year, including a new way to look at a 401K, followed by when does a Roth double as a creative way to save for college, different kinds of guaranteed income, including Social Security. Mark then breaks down just what sequence of returns are and then outlines the time-segmented distribution plan.
2: And now,
1: live from the heart of
2: Sioux City,
1: Mark on Money with your host, Mark Giles. The
2: key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do. A place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401Ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build
1: retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark
2: on Money. What I tell people is when you come into the office and visit, Typically, we'll find one or two things right off the bat. Um, And what I tell people is it's like an iceberg. If we find something that right away is pretty obvious that you should have been doing and you haven't been doing, there's usually a lot underneath the water as well that you should be doing and probably aren't. Um, And so if you're not doing the simple things, you know, there's usually a huge amount of other stuff that, that should be being done and just isn't, hasn't been looked at, hasn't been addressed. And so I'm going to tell you one thing that I don't think anybody here probably has heard about and you can do. And so, again, there's, here's something that you don't know, but it could be costing you money if it applies to your situation. And it is this, if you're contributing to a 401k plan, a person says, well, I'm maxing out my 401k Did you know that in a lot of 401ks, you can continue to contribute after you've reached your maximum contribution amount? So you can put in the 15%, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the maximum that you can put in, up to uh, $19,500 if you're under 50. Um, But you can continue to contribute past that up to $50,000 of after-tax money. So it's not deductible. Um, you know, it's not going into a Roth or pre-tax. It's going into the after-tax portion of your 401k. But here's the caveat kicker. Once that after-tax money is in the 401k, you can do an in-plan conversion to the Roth portion of your 401k. Oh, wow. Allowing you to contribute up to $50,000 today into Roth IRA assets um, by using after-tax contributions into your 401k, and then once they're there, you do an in-plan conversion to a Roth.
1: That so sounds amazing.
2: If you knew that, you're probably one in a million people. Because I didn't I know that. Almost nobody knew knows that you can do that. Right. Well, and are you seeing
1: people, and are you encouraging people, and if they fit though, if they fit that category, if they fit that kind of, you know, you're able to make that kind of contribution, are you encouraging
2: people to do that? Absolutely. Because here's the key: if if you if you're If you're contributing so much money into your 401k and you're a highly compensated employee, you probably also have got brokerage accounts that have after-tax money in them that you're paying taxes on. And so, you know, you want to be able to maximize that Roth because it'll never be taxed. You know, it's tax-free money forever. And it's the only investment that allows that to happen and it's just such an important planning tool. Yeah, and with a, especially with taxes probably going up, I mean, I think everybody would agree we're going to see taxes rise. So if you put money into a Roth IRA, it's never going to be taxed because you're contributing after-tax dollars. You don't get a tax deduction for it like you do for everything that we talked about pr- prior to this. But the money you grow that you put in there grows tax-free and you pay no taxes on withdrawals after you reach age fifty59 and, and unlike regular IRAs, there's no mandatory withdrawals. And you can also withdraw the amount you contributed at any time with no penalty and no taxes, even prior to age fifty-nine and a half. So that's one of the retirement plans where you can avoid paying the 10% penalty on contribution amounts. Uh, It's something that we've actually done to actually save for college over the years for younger people. Uh, Even my daughter, you know, she said, well, dad, what should I invest in? I said, well, you got to max out your Roth IRA and she's 25. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you? Because it grows tax free. You got access to the money. If you want to take your principal back out, you can take it back out anytime that you want to. Um, so it's basically like a tax-free savings account, right? Boy, if for, for saving for college, what a creative way to make that happen, Mark. Well, that's what we do. We think outside the box. Yeah, you, you know? sure so, do. I mean, yeah, we did that versus you know putting money into a 529. You know, I really think that you're better served if you're if you're looking at putting money into a 529 or a Roth. Put the money into the Roth. You know, max out that Roth IRA first, and then the 529 plan after that if you're eligible to contribute to the Roth because sure. you might not even use the money that's in that Roth for college. You know, you might be able to pay for it out of your pocket. Maybe the child gets a scholarship, doesn't go to school. Well, now that money's in a tax-free position that you can use for retirement or any other purpose, and the 529 has to be used for education at some point. Sure. Um, so it's it's yeah, so that's what I tell people is Roth first, 529 next for college savings. I like the sound of that too, and you know, with the Roth IRA,
1: I know that there are a number of companies that are now giving that as an option, along with the four hundred one k. That that seems like a good idea as well.
2: Yeah, you can contribute to the the you know the Roth four hundred one k, so to speak, inside of the four hundred one k. You don't get a tax deduction for it, but your your money grows tax free inside of the four hundred one k. Company matching contributions, at least at this point, are going into the pre-tax portion, and when you withdraw the company match, it's taxable. But if you're contributing your portion into the Roth, when you take that Roth money out, it's not taxable. Well, some retirement accounts provide guaranteed income. So what are those that provide guaranteed income? Well, a lot of people don't think about them, uh, but Social Security, you know, is one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a guaranteed income. Um, Pensions, you know, so if you have a, a pension from state, government, your company, those provide guaranteed income and annuities provide guaranteed income. And so a flooring strategy involves building up enough guaranteed income to meet basic needs. So this can be done by doing a variety of things. It can be done by purchasing annuities or maybe delaying the start of social security benefits to get to the number that you would like to have. You know, maybe you don't have that floor at the beginning of social security claiming if you took it early, but maybe by delaying that social security claiming, putting it off, your social security benefits will grow so that your floor will also grow and meet that, that guarantee that you would like to have kind of that, that, you know, if everything kind of goes by the way, you still have that minimum amount of money to meet those basic needs with. And then, um, you can start your, your Social Security to get that done later on.
1: I mean, again, how reassuring <clears>
2: is that to be
1: able to set up a plan where you know that your expenses are covered? And, I mean, again, that just, what a sigh of relief that must be.
2: Yeah, one thing I want to point out that's, that's kind of interesting, That people, when you get your Social Security statement mm-hmm. uh, and you look at it, one thing Social Security doesn't do is it doesn't factor in an inflation adjustment because they don't know what inflation is going to be. So the numbers that you see on your benefit statements is showing Social Security and and no adjustments to it. So what you get at 62 versus what you get at age 70 by claiming later on, there's no inflation difference between those two. And so once you build inflation into it, your benefit is usually about a 100% increase from 62 to age 70. Holy You know, the difference between the two. Wow, um, You know, if you look at it on your Social Security statement, you're like, yeah, I can claim it 62 or I can wait. I can claim it 70. You know, maybe it goes up by, you know, 60, 70 percent more. But you've got to factor in, you know, eight years of Social Security inflation adjustments along the way that they don't show you on that statement. So it's a little bit kind of, you know, quirky. And so I'd encourage you to run an analysis that shows what a average inflation adjustment would be. And I'd plug that in at, at around a 3% inflation adjustment to Social Security. Um, you can do it, you know, at 2 if you're more comfortable being conservative. Or if you think inflation is going to continue to uh, be a little bit above average, you could, you could plug it in at 4. But that would give you an idea of, of what your benefit really is going to be. We do that when we run Social Security analyses for uh, people that come into our office. We use a two percent, maybe a three percent inflation adjustment to it. Um, Social Security has averaged, I think, uh, over time, right under about a three percent average adjustment to it. Um, and looking at the at, at your time frame, you know, if you if you wiped out this last decade, your Social Security adjustments just a, is right at about three percent because you take into the 80s and 90s where you had a little bit above inflation and then the last decade or so we've had below average inflation, up, up, you know, up until the last couple of years anyway, but I'd encourage you to do that. And, and that's just a little bit of, of knowledge that you need to have that those numbers that you see on those social security statements are not taking into account adjustments. So I've got a cool slide. If you ever come and visit me or we do a webinar, I will show you this slide. And it's and it's a slide that shows the S&P 500 index, you know, starting in the year 2000 and running, you know, for 20 some years. So the S&P 500 has averaged about 8 percent return since the beginning of this century. And so I asked the question, you know, if if I told you that I could get you an 8 percent return on your money, how many of you would would agree with me that you should be able to withdraw 5% per year without any problems. All the hands in the room go up. Of course. Right? Yep. And and you should be able to adjust it upwards for inflation, you know, by 3%. If you're earning 8 you take 5 next year you take 3% more, you're still earning an 8% average return. But what matters is... It's not a steady 8% return. You know, one year there's 23% return, the next year there's 4% return, the next year there's minus 11% return, and it matters on the sequence that those returns come whether or not your money will last through retirement. So in other words, an 8% average return or even a 9 or 10% average return doesn't matter because it's the sequence that those returns come in because they're not all the same each year. So, for instance, if we start that withdrawal at 5%, and I tell people, you know, 5% was the norm in 2000. You know, CDs were at 6%. You know, the SP is averaging 20% return. Money market accounts were at 5%. So, why couldn't you take a 5% withdrawal? Because that was just basically the interest that you're earning on it, not even considering any growth. So if you go back that time, to that time period, 5% made perfect sense. Um, and if you've taken 5% and you're increasing it by three, and you started that in 2000, year 14, you run out of money, okay? You run out of money because you have three negative returns in a row. And your account value now at the end of 2003, is now at $500,000 and you're taking a 10% withdrawal or actually more than that, it's about a 12 or 13% withdrawal and your portfolio never recovers. And then 2008 comes along, puts the nail in the coffin and three years, four years later, your account value is almost gone. Man. But if you flip those returns, so instead we just simply take those returns and we flip the S&P 500 returns, we take 2000, 2001, 2002, and we put them at the end, and we start with 2021 returns or 2020 returns, whatever it is, we start with positive returns at the end of today. So you've taken a 5% withdrawal, you've increased it by 3%. At the end of today, You've got just as much money as what you started, actually a little bit more than what you started uh, withdrawing. You know, So if you started with a million dollars, you've got more than a million dollars today uh, if you reverse the sequence of returns. But if the returns are negative at the beginning of your retirement, like they were at the beginning of 2000, a million dollars is zero in year 13 or 14. You run out of money. So, so mean- that's sequence of return risk. And- and so again if if you go to our website at efs the number 4 the letter u.com there's a great video that shows that and by sequencing your money so in other words you're taking money and you're putting it in guaranteed investments for the first 10 years you reduce substantially the risk of the sequence of return blowing up your retirement portfolio because what The sequence of return risk is is that you're selling assets at a loss and not giving them the time to recover. So sequence of return risk is reduced by taking money from fixed guaranteed investments that can't lose money and putting longer-term investments out into the later buckets where if they do lose money in the first few years of retirement, they have time to recover. Uh, and you don't have to sell them at a loss and lock in those losses. That's the basic premise of it. But David is one of the pioneers of the time-segmented distribution strategy that now uh, is becoming more of the, the I don't know what you want to call it. The, the what standard? Should, yeah, more of the standard uh, for people that understand it and for people that can implement it. Well, time segmented distribution is simply taking the amount of money that you have, incorporating into that pensions or rental income, social security, and other sources of income that you may have in retirement, and then your assets and splitting them into different buckets. So typically, you would look at a 25 year distribution time segmented strategy containing five buckets and a legacy bucket. So buckets one and two and three and four and five are five-year segments. So bucket number one, you put X amount of dollars into it, and you pull money out of it over the next five years. Bucket number two then sits there and grows, and after five years, you pull money out of it, with the key being that buckets one and two are guaranteed buckets. In other words, you're not supposed to take any risk with buckets number one and two. And the reason for that is simply because of emotional psychology. That's the key, so that when you enter into retirement, you're not drawing on anything that can lose money, and you leave your longer buckets in place to earn market returns. And as you move out onto the time spectrum, the last bucket is the most aggressive, and it is your 20-year bucket of money. And so you don't have to worry about twenty year money when you're one year into retirement because it's twenty years down the road, right? And so if it loses twenty, thirty, forty percent of its value because of a market sell-off, you don't have to worry about it. And so that's time segmented distribution. And so at this conference, the uh, w- one of the one of the one of the speakers that was there was the owner of a number of bank branches, right? Okay? And so they had a they had, you know, investment people in each one of no, they didn't have investment people in each one of their banks. They had presidents of each one of, of their banks. And what he said was the problem was he says once he implemented this in their different branches in their wealth management divisions in the branches, the presidents of each bank took their own numbers and ran the numbers through the system and 3 out of the 5 branches that he had they retired because they didn't know before that time if they could. But once they saw that the math worked, three out of the five quit and said, hey, look it, here's Here's something now that I can plug my numbers into. It shows me how I can retire and what I need to have in investments and how much money I can spend off of those investments over my retirement, and three out of the five quit. So he said it was kind of a... Uh, he was. He said it's kind of a victim of his own success in bringing that to th- his wealth management department that over half of his leadership, at least his presidents, walked off the job. <laughs>
1: That's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, but again, I understand. It makes sense because yeah, the math and, worked.
2: Yeah, and we have actually the same experience when we meet with uh, our clients and sitting down with them and going over their investments their income and their structure uh and showing them that plan and how it works and it's like a light bulb goes off and they can see you know they they see the finish line they see that hey i'm either there or i'm going to be there and this is this is you know i i've won the race so that is you know something about assuming that you have to work to a certain age because it's all about my favorite four-letter word, which is math. Math. All right. That's yep. your,
1: four, your favorite four-letter yep. word. Okay.
2: And you have to, if you have to assume that you have to work to a certain time, then I guess I'll leave it to the audio clip that we played, and you can assume what you are <laughs> by not doing the math. Right. Yeah.
1: Securities offered through Securities America Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Inc., an SEC Registered Investment Advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.
0: If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, geez. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.